This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Amy Dunphy. Now, RTE executives and board members, some of them, appeared before the Oireachtas Media Committee yesterday. It was a very bad day for RTE, a debacle really. More shady practices were revealed. The latest news we have as we record this on Thursday morning is that Michal Martin has said that RTE's 450,000 Voluntary exit package for Brida O'Keefe, former CFO, Chief Financial Officer. He said he was shocked as a TD and he wants RTE to publish details of the packages. Michael Martin, of course, astonished that Minister for Foreign Affairs and leader of Fianna Fáil. The country is very angry and we're joined now by one of our very best journalists, Fianna Fáil Sheehan, who's Ireland editor of Independent Newspapers the person who broke the original Ryan Tuberty story from which all of this, these revelations have followed and they are shocking. Finan, thank you very much for joining us. This latest reaction from Mial Martin, I think, captures the mood of people in this country who are aware of what transpired in front of the Oireachtas Committee yesterday. The first thing I want your comment on is the absence of key people who made critical decisions. Maya Doherty was the chair of RTE. Brida O'Keefe refused to come before the committee. She is former chief financial officer who received a 450,000 redundancy package that she was not arguably entitled to. Dee Forbes, who was the director general who agreed that package secretly with Emer Cusack, who was, is, in fact, the head of Human Resources, HR, as it's called. They were people who could have really helped us understand what was going on in RTE. What we know so far is damning. Finan, I've made a number of statements there. You may disagree with some of them, but would you agree with the basic comment that Michal Martin made, he was shocked. I was shocked. I thought they were shameless, actually. Is that your take? And I know that the Angela Kearns 
affair. She was the head of rehab. She got very ill as a result of stress, which she claimed had come from her appearances before Oireachtas committees. And in the Supreme Court, she was vindicated. I know you're conscious of that. Nevertheless, what we are watching here is the taxpayer, who is the person who pays for RTE, for all of it, being abused. Yeah, and, and just keep in mind, this is not a historic uh, issue, and the reason being that there is most likely a tax liability arising out of that 450 grand paid to Brito O'Keefe, and RTE will be paying that tax bill uh, once it is calculated out by the Revenue Commissioner. So this is an ongoing cost to the licence fee uh, payer as a result of the manner in which RTE was run. So it's not as if it's a it's a thing in the past that, that people can say, well, we can move on or forget about it. So uh, as regards people not not showing up, I mean, you'd imagine if you if you take a role uh, in in public life uh, either as the the head of a significant organization uh, or the, the the chair or a member of a board or a senior executive in that you know you expect that there'll be some level of accountability clearly some of these people have different views uh, in in that uh, regard they also are well aware that Really, the power of Oireachtas committees to to force them to attend is pretty limited. I mean, you're attending basically on a, on a voluntary basis, and most people will go through the case where if you're being called before an Oireachtas committee, you don't want to be named and shamed as not attending. So you'll you'll tend to to go in uh, be, before it. The the ability of an Oireachtas committee to actually compel people is used in very limited circumstances. And it is, is it is contingent to uh, being legally challenged uh, and and so on. So basically, these, these people seem to be taking the gamble. Well, they're not going to force me to. And uh, ultimately, as well, I mean, some of them are citing health reasons. Uh, Dee Forbes has correspondence with the committee from uh, her her solicitor saying that it's it's on on health grounds. Breed O'Keefe, we were told yesterday, was down to to, to stress. My authority just seems to be unavailable. And uh, Jim Jim Jennings, who's another senior executive within RTE, um, he's had a health issue. We know for about around about the last uh, twelve months. Uh, other people just seem to be not available or, or deciding not not to attend. We don't we know of any specific uh, health issue there. So, I mean, the Oireachtas can go down the route of heading off down the forecourts and seeking to compel people, but when there are health reasons being cited, that'll be very much open to to challenge. And the powers uh, of the Oireachtas committees, they do have to bear in mind the manner in which the Dáil Public Accounts Committee behaved 10 years ago with Angela Cairns, where uh her constitutional rights were 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 breached uh her the the law was broken by that committee she has received an apology on foot of the, the behavior uh of the committee at that time and she's still down, going down the courts seeking uh, recompense uh, and justice ten years later so there are there are officials in Leinster House who are very much have that in mind yes. and some would say are paranoid uh, about that my authority has no illnesses, we understand. I think the reason she cited for yesterday was family and personal reasons. 
Moya Doherty was the chair of RTE for several years until 2022 and she bears a lot of responsibility, ultimate responsibility really, for the behaviour of the board. I want to move on though, because it's very relevant, to what appears to have shocked people the most and that is the behaviour of the head of human resources, HR, Imar Cusack. Imar Cusack agreed with D. Forbes, who was then the Director General, to an instruction she got from Forbes to sign off and give a letter to O'Keefe, Breda O'Keefe, which was for voluntary redundancy with a severance package of €450,000. She didn't tell the board of management about this. And she didn't tell them for a very, very long time. Six years, if I'm reading it correctly. Now, she claimed that the executive had signed off on this deal. That's a lie. Well, she, she put it in writing that the executive uh, had, had signed uh, off on this. She sent was, was, a, that, was that untrue? It was untrue, and, and she Is has... Is her position now tenable? She has put this down as an administrative oversight uh, on her part. So when she sent Brida O'Keefe a letter saying that uh, her application for redundancy was being accepted, and presumably outlining the terms uh, which would be applied, as in the payment of 450 grand, she wrote on that letter that the redundancy had been approved by the Executive Management Board. Now, Breed O'Keefe was on that Executive Management Board. Uh, Emer Cusack was on that Executive Management Board. D Forbes was on it. It was never brought to the Executive Management Board. It was never signed off. It was never approved by them. And Emer Cusack is basically saying, well, it was a standard letter that we sent out to anybody who was applying for redundancy. Nobody else was getting 450 grand. Nobody else was at senior uh, executive uh, level in the organization getting a redundancy uh, payment in this regard. So this was a kind of a unique case. So to kind of turn around and say, well, sure, look, it was just a standard letter and we sent them all out to everybody, doesn't really wash in this case. Across the committee yesterday, there was a lot of uh, pushback against uh, Emer Cusack, uh, people saying that her answer weren't credible. People were saying that she was downplaying uh, her role and these uh, this error that she's pointing to, uh, that that takes the biscuit, that people aren't held to be uh, accountable, uh, and that her, her, her position was not tenable. There was an audible gasp when later Kevin Backers came under pressure to reveal how much Breed O'Keefe was paid. Ultimately, yes. this was the subject of a, a wide-ranging investigation by, by Grant Thornton. She was a senior executive in the organization. Normal procedures were bypassed, and ultimately it was put to Kevin Backers. This is in the public interest because he was claiming that it was confidential and there was legal issues uh, applying an argument which RT have put forward on a number of occasions before. And ultimately he cracked underneath that pressure and he said she was paid 450 grand. There were audible gasps. It was a, a jaw-dropping uh, moment for him to reveal that figure. We'd had ballpark estimates of, well, maybe based upon she was there for 20 years and she was paid 200 grand a year, 
maybe she was paid Anton up to 400 grand, but nobody was really clear on that. So to have it confirmed was massive. But she wasn't entitled to any payment. No, because... Because her position, you're only entitled to a payment when you're made redundant if the job is not going to be filled or there are 80% savings made. But her job was filled, therefore she was not entitled to any payment, as far as I understand it. Now, the Tomister this morning has said that it's shocking. Yeah. He said he wants Orti to publish details of all the packages. There are 10 other packages in question. He also says that the absence of transparency on this has been quite shocking. He also said the money should be paid back or reassessed. Some of the money should be paid back. But the point I want to establish is we're not wrong, are we, to find this kind of behaviour for these kinds of sums. And it was Alan Dillon of Fine Gael who elicited these facts and elicited in the end from the Director General Backhurst the figure. But Backhurst was kind of stonewalling for a few minutes, but he's done an awful lot of that. I want to ask you one question about the Director General in situ at the moment, Kevin Backhurst. He intervened two or three times in relation to Emma Cusack. He said she was essential to the future of RTE going forward. He also has put her on his leadership team. Now, I think that raises a question, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it raises a question about his judgment if if this is the sort of person who he is putting on his leadership team when statements have now been made under privilege inside an office committee by public representatives saying our answers aren't credible, our position is not tenable, uh, nobody has been held to account within RTE, uh, and other members saying outside of the committee that she's in a very difficult position and that this is a very tricky situation for RTE uh, now. But Mr. Backhurst was quite firm in saying that he had full confidence uh, in Emer Cusack. He has quite clearly decided that he is standing by her because this day was coming. I mean, since that Grant Thornton report came out a, a, a few weeks back, it was blatantly uh, uh, obvious uh, the, the direction in which uh, this was going and that Emer Cusack was going to come under significant pressure. I mean, her her rationale is basically that in good faith, that was the phrase she kept using, in good faith, she uh, accepted what D Forbes told her, that savings would be made and that therefore this was a, a legitimate uh, redundancy. And that's why she didn't tell her, her, her colleagues because it was up to D Forbes to tell them uh, on the management team. But ultimately... As you say, from October 2017 to July 2023, that's nearly six years, she didn't tell any other member of the management or the board of RTE about this matter. The only point at which she divulged the information that she had was when it came out at an Oireachtas committee. This was after D Forbes uh, had left uh, the the organisation. So, she seemed to think, for for her own reasons, that any information that she had was absolutely and utterly confidential, even though it didn't go through the proper processes. And as we now know, 
it basically broke not just RTE's internal rules, but the external rules applied by the revenue commissioners as set out in legislation. Because ultimately, that's the knock-on effect here. The, RTE, the, the McCann Fitzgerald report into this uh, payment to Breed O'Keefe has determined that it, it did not uh, meet the criteria for redundancy payment, therefore there is tax liable on it. So all of those questions lead back to Emer Cusack about why was it that you allowed the Director General uh, to, to make this decision and you implemented it for her. Uh, you may have raised concerns about it, but you didn't deem it necessary to raise it with the rest of your colleagues on, the, on the, the senior management team, and that's why RTE are now in trouble in this one. Yes, but the taxpayer is in trouble, the licence fee payer is in trouble, because whatever tax RTE have to pay will be paid by us. Yeah, that's absolutely true, and RTE can't say how much tax is going to be due. We, we know that there's tax due on 10 uh, other redundancies, in inverted commas, that took place in RTE over recent years. We, we've, we've no reason to believe any of those were at, at senior management or executive uh, level, uh, they have also been referred to revenue commissioners. RTE was refusing, point blank, to say up until yesterday whether Breed O'Keefe's tax liability would also fall onto RTE. They were saying they were saying we can't comment on individual cases. Again, under the pressure of the Oireachtas committees, uh, it it did uh, come out. And you, you had this really strange uh, comment made by Kevin Backhurst in his opening statement where he was given the, a pat on the head to the Oireachtas committees and saying, you know, you've done really good work and the issues at the heart of this report into redundancies would, 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 might not have come to light if it wasn't for the Oireachtas committees probing it uh, in the first place. And that's very strange because you're basically going, hang on, Kevin. This is your job. The issue at the heart of all this is, is Emer Cusack's, or sorry, the issue at the heart of this is Breed O'Keefe's payment of 450 grand. And the person who knew all about that is sitting beside you. Yeah. Her name is Emer Cusack. She's your director of human resources. So all roads do lead back to basically the present management yes. of RTE. You can't just say, well, this is an issue that was in the past. Incidentally, Breed O'Keefe refused to come before the media committee yesterday citing stress. She refused to come to the Public Accounts Committee several weeks ago, and during a hearing, she texted Adrian Lynch on the management board, as they were then called, to object. But it actually happened, it happened, it happened again yesterday. Yes. Because Frito O'Keefe's solicitors were in correspondence with Kevin Backers, saying, these are the things we want you to say at the Oireachtas Committee. And he went back and said, sorry, turn up yourself if you want those said. I'm not saying them for you. So, fair enough. Now, this is the national broadcast, so you're one of the most senior journalists in the country in all realms of journalism, but you're working for independent newspapers. Are you getting a subsidy, a license fee? No, no, we don't. We're, no, we're, but don't you we're think... What's called, we're what's called the private sector, Evan. Yeah. yeah, but that kind of behaviour would be intolerable and actually impossible in a private company, in a private media company. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's move on to the next gentleman who didn't appear yesterday, that's Rory Coveney. Rory Coveney was in charge of Toy Show the Musical. We're told it was his idea. We also learned only yesterday that Rory Coveney, who has exited or been exited, which is a verb I'd never heard before, and he got a, a package as well. We weren't told how much. Can I put it to you that he conspired with D. Forbes Coveney to, according to Anne O'Leary, who was the head of the Audit and Risk Committee, they circumvented her. They didn't tell her, didn't tell the Audit and Risk Committee about this hugely risky venture that ended up costing the taxpayers 2.2 million euro. Now, what entitled Mr. Coveney to an exit package? And if the head of the Audit and Risk Committee wasn't being told about such a, a venture at all, the questions about Forbes are myriad at this stage. But Coveney, exit package? Yeah, so we did, by my recollection, we were told directly by Kevin Backers last summer that there was an exit package paid to to uh, to Rory Coveney. You know, there was no indication of how much it was. He resigned basically... Uh, a few days after it emerged at the Oireachtas Committee, where basically RT were forced to reveal what had happened with Toy Show the Musical, and we found out it lost two point two million. Uh, he was the guy in charge of it. He he he, he said himself. He's put up his hand and said, "I was across it." And he he walked uh, a a few days later. Since then, he he has cooperated with investigations in, yep. into that. There was a big investigation done by by Grant uh, Thornton, known as the Grant Thornton Three Report. He did uh, cooperate uh, with that, as did Moya Doherty. So it, it's it's unfair to categorize. 
uh, them in, in the same uh, space as, as some other people. Now, they have appeared at some Oireachtas committee meetings. They've also cooperated with, with invest, investigations. Rory uh, Coveney, as the, the committee was, was delving through, well, who exactly else got, got payments yesterday? Uh, Kevin Macker says uh, he legally cannot say uh, how much uh, Rory Coveney was paid. So that, that question hangs out there. There is a direct conflict uh, now between uh, individuals and the level of scrutiny that there was over the uh, uh, over Toy Show, the musical, because the board themselves are now contradicting themselves. Yes. They arrived in to the committee yesterday uh, on Ash Wednesday, wearing a different type of ash. They were wearing their sackcloth and ashes. I thought Matty McGrath won the ash contest. The, Ma- Matty McGrath had, had the actual ashes uh, representing <laughs> uh, ashes to ashes and dust to dust of us all uh, on his forehead. But the, the board came in. Shuni Raleigh, who's the current chair, who wasn't around back then, said, you know, the board apologises for the lack of, of oversight. We've been told that the board accepts that they didn't ask enough questions, that they didn't interrogate Toy Show the musical. This is what Shuni Rally, the chair, is telling us. When it came to the board members themselves, they were suddenly telling us, we were asking all sorts of questions. We weren't being told nothing. This was all being presented to us uh, as, as a face, a complete. Uh, we were continually asking questions. So that's not what's borne out in the report by Grant Thornton, which basically says uh, this did matter didn't come up at the Audit and Risk Committee. It wasn't on the agenda. It wasn't on the minutes. We also learned uh, from that report that Anne O'Leary, the chair of the Audit and Risk Committee, did attend a meeting in March of 2022 uh, about Toy Show the Musical. She's saying that after that, she was asking, well, where's the finances on this and so on and so forth. That doesn't pop up in, in at her Audit and Risk Committee meeting in April. It doesn't pop up in, in May. It doesn't substantially pop up in any regard uh, for for another year on, until the proverbial has, has hit the fan. Yeah. So we're, we're getting two versions there. We're also told by Maya Doherty, she told Grant Thornton that no members of the board raised objections here. There was no major questions. Nobody said, don't do it. Rory Coveney told Grant Thornton that he was actually surprised how little interrogation there was of the finances here uh, by by members of, of the board. Maya Doherty also says the, the Auditor and Risk Committee is an independent body. If it wanted to probe and to interrogate the Toy Show the Musical, it could have done so. But meanwhile... The members of the board of that time are telling us, "Well, we weren't told what was what was going on." So I, I'm 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 not I'm sure that the truth lies in the middle there somewhere, but I'm not entirely buying the excuses that were given by the board members yesterday because they're contradicting what is on the record out there and indeed their own statement that they issued collectively three weeks ago. Just in passing, Anna Leary indicated yesterday that she was only part time. Which, well, that's true. I mean, she is only yeah, I mean, to be fair, she's, I'm only, not, I'm, I'm, she's only a board board member. She's not a, a permanent... No, but uh, if you're a chair of the Audit and Risk Committee in a large enterprise like RTE, where there's a lot of auditing and risking to be done, you'd think it would be a full-time job. Never mind the culture of secrecy and fear. Now, I was in RTE for over 40 years. I recognise that description. It's evident that... There was and continues to be a culture of secrecy and fear. And it's been mentioned by people representing, there's 1,800 people in RTE 
and many of them are extremely good at what they do and extremely dedicated to what they do. And I'm sure, and we know for a fact, don't we, Finan, that they are appalled. But it, we also know that the people who are paying for this are appalled and sickened by the arrogance, the stonewalling, and I have to say the new director general was not new to RTE. He'd been there just a few years earlier. Now, again, I want to return to Ima Cusack. He was robust in his defense of her, in intervening in conversations or discussions or questions to praise her, putting her on his leadership team and saying she is essential to the future. Now, that's a bad sign in my view. Well, look, that, that's his judgment, what, what we do know. Yeah, well, I'm questioning his judgment. What I'm putting yeah. to you, Finan, is how could possibly somebody who sat on one of the largest exit packages of all time, which was secretly agreed with the Director General D. Forbes, who's ill and can't turn up, and who didn't tell the executive, but yet was capable of being the author of a letter that claimed the executive had been told and had signed off on it. Is that position tenable? Aren't we entitled to ask that question at least? Well, that, that, that question was very definitely put yesterday. What was also put to Mr. Backers and the rest of the RT delegation yesterday is that the public are sick of all this. Uh, they are shocked, they are outraged, and they are angered. So if Mr. Backhurst is basically saying that he is happy for somebody who is involved in, in intrinsically in that scandal to remain within RTE, well, then he has to accept that, that and, 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 and continue in, in the role which, which, which he's in, then he has to accept that there will be a certain level of public opprobrium and public distrust that that things have changed uh, within RTE when you're still seeing the people in place. This was a point being made by the TEs yesterday. Events happen in RTE and people don't see uh, accountability. So it's almost as if he's he's factored that in. He's willing to take the hit on that aspect because he rates Emer Cusack so highly. But but basically, if RTE is to uh, emerge from from this uh, in, entire affair, you would think that the public have to be convinced that things have changed, the culture has changed, and that the personnel has, has changed. The person at the top of the organisation clearly disagrees with that. If they continue on the ro- road they're on, I don't see how the public can be satisfied. No, I, I, I was, I've been quite astonished that the, the five members of the board who were in place at the time of Toy Show, the musical, there was a sixth who just joined at the time, so you can't really blame him, he's only in the door. There's five of them who were there uh, that they have issued this uh, apparent apology uh, for their failure to adequately interrogate Toy Show, the musical, but that's it. They've all stayed in place and they're basically blaming Dee Forbes and, and Rory Coveney saying they weren't told what was, what was going on. From a corporate governance perspective, that's their responsibility they were they were independent uh, members of the board. It's up to them to hold the management to the to account. What they're saying here is, well, we didn't do that because we weren't told the, the, the we weren't 
given the right answers uh, to, 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 to the questions. So we now have a, a situation where we've got board members who presided over events in the past. We've got members of the executive team who participated in events in the, in the past. And this is being presented to the public as a new broom. Final question. This is a long way to go. Yes or no? Yeah, it's, it's, it's still going on. I mean, ultimately, I mean, you, you can... And it's, it's becoming worse. Yeah, you can cast your mind over to the other upstairs in Leinster House while all this has gone on. This week, we're, we're basically being told by the largest opposition party that if they get into government, they're going to abolish the TV licence fee. Uh, they're going to pay for RT directly out of exchequer funding and that there'll be an amnesty for people who haven't bought their TV licence that they won't be pursued to, to court. We've got the government parties all over the place on the future of, of funding for RTE. The Taoiseach has mentioned the guards, hasn't he? Yeah, the, 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 the Taoiseach has, has referenced the potential to call in the guards. This was another curious answer that we got back yesterday from RTE. They were basically asked, if all this stuff was going on, if you're saying information was being withheld, if processes were being bypassed, uh, if there were solar runs and so on and so forth, is anything here being re- referred to the Office of the Director of Corporate Enforcement, who's the corporate watchdog, yes. or the Garda National Economic Crime Bureau, which is the Garda Fraud Squad. And Kevin Back, our answer back was, no, because I'm told no law has been breached here in any of these issues. So that's rather curious. So we don't, we still don't know what's going to happen with the future funding uh, of RTE because the Minister for the Media is saying she wants there to be direct exchequer funding. The Taoiseach is going to half indicate and he does the, the Tonish and the Minister for Finance are saying no, there should still be a TV licence in some form, albeit restructured. And they're telling us there's going to be a decision made on this sometime between now and the summer. Meanwhile, people are getting letters in their, their letterbox this morning telling them your TV licence is up, you need to pay it 160 quid. And you, you kind of wouldn't blame them for wondering, well, really, are you serious? Exactly. Finan, you've been very busy and we greatly appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. I understand. Thank you very much indeed. We're grateful to Finan, very grateful to him. He's an outstanding journalist. To all of you for listening, that's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.